Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. At Mace Denver. At Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale under the public, not retail, but wholesale, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, Sasquatch and Wildcard Casino and Blackhawk, they're giving away a Tesla. Are you kidding me? What a ride that thing has to be. Yeah, a Tesla. And if you don't want it, they're going to give you over $33,000 in cash instead. Grand prize drawing, 4th of July weekend. Get finalist entries every half hour, 10 a.m. until midnight during their daily cash drawings. Yes, they have daily cash drawings as well. They also have a sports book, really loose slots, a great menu, uh, Sasquatch and Wildcard, a family-owned casino that treats you like family. Mace, how are you? I'm doing all right. How are you? Beautiful day. Yeah, it's like I just saw you 15 minutes ago. We were both out at Broncos today. Yes. And we watched the guys just go through some drills that they wanted us to see, and then when we left, they did the things that they absolutely did not want us to see. Time now for The Lead. The Lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lyons, and Estes Park. So of the things they did not want us to see, what stuck out to you? Anything? Or is it just another practice? I mean, it's sort of the same stuff we saw yesterday. Nathaniel Hackett's very active, very involved. Uh, still playing the role of running back with the quarterbacks in their drills. Actually, sometimes what he'll do is he'll uh, get one of the, get a pad, like one of the, uh, uh, not pads, but you know, the, the little things that they hurdle over, mm-hmm. the foams that they set up so they can right. uh, kind of hurdle over that. And he throws them at quarterbacks to simulate a, a pass rush when they're right. going through individual work. Um Definitely, definitely, things are at a higher tempo than they were um, for a typical Vic Fangio practice. But Vic like Fang- said, Vic Fangio, a typical Vic Fangio practice. I said they're at a higher tempo than they oh, were. Oh, oh, oh! I was like, what? No, I said they're at oh. a higher tempo than they were for Vic Fangio practice. No question. Well, you have all that youthful energy. Uh, Not just there. him, but all the coaches. I would agree. Or most of the coaches, really. Um, a lot of youth. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have you don't have a. I mean, you have Dom Capers, and it was funny. I, I was actually looking at Capers, and uh, he was very intently watching the defensive backs going through their individual drills, but uh, was kind of watching from a distance. Right. Capers, even though I mean he's the most experienced coach by far on the staff, he is sort of the the senior defensive, not sure consultant, but senior defensive assistant. But he's very much kind of observing from a distance and watching the coaches go about their work. If anything, maybe he too is a coach similar to the, uh, uh, to the teaching expert being that uh, Nathaniel Hackett's bringing in. Right. He kind of is a coach for the coaches. There's no question. I'll give you my observation. The Broncos as a team have been on the field twice. I was not there yesterday. I was there today. It's hard to really make this observation when Russell Wilson is wearing a suit. But looking him on the field today, this guy is built from the waist down. He is one thick guy. And I don't mean that as a dig at all. You look at guys who are mobile, they aren't thick 
like him. You look at a Lamar Jackson, not thick on the bottom. Back in the day, Michael Vick, not thick on the bottom. And I'm not suggesting that Russell Wilson is a running quarterback, but he is certainly mobile. He is built to absorb punishment. Bingo. Built to take a hit. I mean, Drew Locke the last couple of years also worked jersey number three. He's athletic. He can move. Not built the same. But he's not not even close. Russell Wilson is like a tank. Drew Locke was Drew Locke's built like a basketball player. Right. Right. And as a result. Same with Brock Osweiler. Yeah. And with Yeah. But I'm specific to Drew Locke is that injured on a scramble in twenty nineteen, injured while escaping the pocket in twenty twenty. Right. And if you have that slimmer body type you're simply going to be more susceptible to one hit knocking you out for multiple weeks the way it was with Drew Locke. Russell Wilson, the only substantial time he's missed as a collision or as a pro was last year. Well, you and I started doing the show over two years ago, and COVID hit. And you and I had had this conversation many times. Both of us cannot wait to get out to a Broncos practice to do a bunch of one-on-ones. I was out there today for the first time. Uh, You were out there yesterday. That was just day one anyway. And for the first time, it felt like COVID did not even exist. And we had a chance to catch up with Josie Jewell. Man, how does it finally feel to be back out here moving around? Feels great to be off the sideline and actually playing football again. So excited. Loved the communication. and love to be back out here with the guys, especially since we had a lot of, you know, a lot of carryover from the, whether it be the players um, and now the defenses, you know, a lot of carryover for uh, some of the language and some of the defensive styles. What did it mean to you that the Broncos wanted to bring you back after you missed the time? And then, of course, all the defensive coaching changes that they said, we want you to be our quarterback in there in the middle. Yeah, meant a lot. Um, you know, I wanted to help as much as I could after, uh, you know, injury and everything. Um, and, you know, I'm glad I stayed around. Glad I stayed around for almost every practice, all those games, um, helping guys out and really just staying around the team and staying around the guys. And that was the biggest thing was just to, you know, keep on getting to know the guys on the team um, and whether the coaches left or not. You know, I just wanted to keep on getting to know everybody, the communication, get to see it better, um, whether it be, you know, just screwing around at the hotel um, or you're screwing around on the bus or doing stuff. You know, it's just all the communication, all the talk on and off the field adds up. I know you're never going to get comfortable. You never get comfortable as a player. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much between you and Kenny Young. They chose you. Browning is now going to the outside. I'm not saying you feel overly confident, but it's got to feel good knowing they have now put you in this position. Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready for it. Um, I'm ready for the communication. I'm ready for the leadership, um, whatever they need me to do. So I'm excited about it. Um, and it's it's already been a fun couple of days just being out here with the guys, communicating, uh, getting these different checks, you know, with the little bit of defensive changes we have um, and getting those different checks, the different language down um, and having fun. Uh, this is probably, you know, the most fun I've had in the last four years playing. So I've enjoyed it and I uh, can't wait to see where it goes. Everyone's talked about the, the language being different. Like, is it is it a huge change or is it like is it like just kind of the difference between like Spanish and Portuguese or is it like English and Chinese? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah. Uh, it's like, uh, let's say a whip to a bulls. You know, okay. one call used to be maybe whip, now it's a bulls call. Mm-hmm. So there's just small verbiage. And then, you know, the checks, whether it be a box check or uh, different different stuff like that. And it's just maybe one or two words. So not very tough, uh, but definitely something you have to get adjusted to right away. You've only been out here a short amount of time. What is the difference in coaching style between Vic essentially running the defense and now Evero running the defense. Do you sense a difference? Is there a difference? Yeah, uh, you know I think they're both great coaches. Um, 
I've, I've enjoyed E a lot now. Uh, e, you're, you're already on the nickname Co- basis. Coach e, it's Coach E. Yeah. Okay, there you go. I don't want to screw anything up. How about Double E? No, we ain't doing that. Okay, E squared. <laughs> no, no, I love the energy. Uh, love the meetings with him. Um, you know, picking our brain, we pick his brain. Um, coming off the sidelines, talking to stuff about that. So I've enjoyed him. I've enjoyed everything that he's about so far. Um, and again, another thing that I can't wait to see how the season goes with him. If I'm hearing you correctly, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth unless you want me to, no, Josie. No, it sounds more collaborative. Is that a fair statement? I don't. I don't know what it is more of. Um, and I'm not throwing any shade on last nope, year or the years before. Nor should you. Um, you know, they're, they're different styles of coaching, um, and you know, they both have their benefits. Um, but all I can talk about is this one right now, and I and I've just enjoyed it so far. Have you ever been around a coach so hopped up like Hackett? Uh, you know, that's uh, maybe one, maybe one in college. You'd find one guy that do that. Uh, not our head coach in college, but uh, you can always find maybe one guy. And, and he's definitely that guy here. And now the offensive people definitely follow him when they're running up and down the field and stuff like that. So I don't know if you know, but Hackett played running back for a little bit on Monday. Would you have liked to have lined him up if yeah. you were on the other side? Maybe maybe we can get a couple line, like different line up here. We'll see how camp goes, and then we. No, can I mean you it. line him up. Oh, You're line. lining him up. <laughs> I don't know. We'll we'll see about that. We'll see how the week goes. <laughs> how helpful is it with Coach E that you're not starting from zero, even though it's new coaches, new staff, but there's so much schematic consistency and so much personnel consistency with most of the right. same guys coming back. Yeah, it's just building on the knowledge that you already had of the game. Um, like you know, it's not a huge, huge change of just totally changing the script on you. Um, so, yeah, you can definitely feel more comfortable at the start of it. Um, you still have to stay in the, uh, the playbook. you still got to watch film on stuff and know our certain checks and things like that. So it's been fun to be able to, you know, stay with a similar defense because my first year I was with, uh, you know, Vance Joseph and Joe Woods, and then it changed over, and those were a little bit different styles. So this one's been, been fun. I really think it's significant that they had a lot of choices, a lot of guys hitting free agency at inside linebacker. Alexander Johnson, they could have brought him back. Kenny Young, they could have brought him back. They could have brought in somebody in free in free agency. That you have a new, mostly a new defensive coaching staff involved, and certainly they watched the film and they had input as well. That the new that Ejer Evero and the new defensive coaches said, "We want this guy." I can tell you why they wanted that guy. Tell me how they described what they were looking for in a quarterback. What did they say? What did Hackett and Peyton say they wanted in a quarterback? Intelligence and toughness. There we go. Yeah. That's why they brought him back. It's yeah. not a knock. It's not a knock on Young, who's more athletic. It's not a knock. Uh, a knock on Alexander uh, Johnson. It's not a knock on him for what Josie Jewell lacks in the freak athletic department. Mm-hmm. He makes up for in high football IQ. So he can diagnose a play. I'm guessing the I'm guessing the Broncos brass feels this way. He could diagnose a play faster than Young and uh, Alexander Johnson, and so he can make up for his lack right. of overall athleticism. And think about something else for a second. What does it say about what the Broncos think about Josie Jewell, and maybe don't think as much about Kenny Young? When Evero was with the Rams, and mm-hmm. so was Young last year. Of course, they traded him. They, they, they thought what they thought of uh, Kenny Young uh, led you know led them to make a trade of him. When they de- they definitely sold high on him at midseason. Mm-hmm. And um, I think the question is how involved does Gilsey Jewel get in special teams? Because of course, it was on special teams where he tore his pec last year. 
can't play him on special teams. I don't think you can. I don't, I don't think you can run that risk anymore. Right. And he, to kind of illuminate what you said, I'm reminded of something that John Lynch said toward the end of his career, which is that uh, I think it was in 05. Um, he knew he'd lost a couple of steps, but he felt like he was playing faster because he was able to diagnose and uh, right. and attack. It, the mental, the, his mental game was sharper. Josie Jewell, he will never... He will never score high in athletic measurables, but he is a step ahead. And oh, by the way, because you, even though you've changed the language a little bit, a lot of this defense is conceptually carries over from Vic Fangio. And so here he is going into basically year four for him in this defense, which is a, which is a complex defense, but having someone like him at the core of it to get everybody set pre-snap Broncos lost a lot when he let, when he got injured in week two. They get a lot back by having him back at back out there. I think he will pick up exactly where he left off. You could argue the first week and a quarter before he got hurt last year, he was the Broncos' best defensive player. Kevin Durant, Hall of Famer. Kyrie Irving, probable Hall of Famer. LeBron James, Hall of Famer. Anthony Davis, Hall of Famer. Carmelo Anthony, Hall of Famer. Russell Westbrook, Hall of Famer. And the list goes on and on. The first round of the playoffs isn't even over, and all those guys are going to be on their couch now that the Nets have gotten knocked out. The Lakers, tremendously disappointing. Where are the Nets right now? And are super teams now a thing of the past after what we have seen with the Lakers and the Nets? That's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. I want to tell you about a great company I just discovered, Low T99. I've been taking testosterone probably for the last seven or eight years. And I got to tell you, it was inconvenient. I had to go to the pharmacy all the time. I had to go see the doctor. I had to go get my blood work done. The cost was not really that appetizing to me, to be completely honest with you. Well, with low T99, it is so easy now. It's the first all-inclusive treatment for just $129 a month. Now, what does that include? They're going to actually ship you the testosterone and all your supplies for just $129 a month. What else does that include? That includes all your consultations with their medical doctor. And you do all of that by telehealth, so you don't have to go into the doctor's office. But this is what really gets me. I'm not paying for lab work anymore. And that stuff can be super expensive. It's all just $129 a month. I really wish I would have found these guys sooner. But now that I'm with them, I couldn't be any happier. Go to LowT99.com, LowT99.com. That's LowT99.com. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance, the Cook Insurance Group, focused on people, 
not policies. Call today at 303-790-8089. That's 303-790-8089. We have seen super teams win championships. We saw it with the Celtics, maybe one of the first super teams that got together. Uh, It was Ray Allen and Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce. Then uh, we saw Miami put together a super team, and they did win a championship. But now that we look at the Lakers and all the Hall of Famers they had, didn't make the playoffs. You have Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant on the same team. James Harden was not a fit, and they just got swept out of the playoffs. Do you think this might start a trend of super teams not being formed, or do you think it's more of an aberration? I think it might start a trend. Um, not that you can't bring in you know, one additional piece in the way that, you know, for example, the Milwaukee Bucks brought in Drew Holiday. Mm-hmm. But I think we'll he's not a superstar. He's he's a he's a good complimentary player. Great role player. I think what you high level role player. Right. Exactly. A high level borderline all star role player. No question. I think that's the kind of guys you're going to see teams look for more players who on on the bottom five or ten teams would be the best player in the on their team. If you get above that, they wouldn't be the best player. But if you were saying, okay, are they among the 50 best players in the NBA today? Drew Holiday would be on that list. Guys right. like that. Maybe, right. you know, we're not talking about like bringing in two top 10, top 15 guys. I think what we're talking about is guys who clearly know that they are a number two. They are a number three. The Nets losing, and I'm going to tie it back here to Denver. Even a blip on your radar. A blip in that, in much the same way as uh, you turn to look at a train wreck. Yeah, that's that's the level of blip they are for me. So, I, so like with the Lakers and Nets, I found myself watching a little more of them the last couple of months just to see kind of how this was going wrong for both of them. I was thrilled the Nets not only lost but got swept, overjoyed, mm-hmm. overcome with emotion. And here's you what, overcome with emotional overcome, event. overcome with this emotion. is this is news. It is. We have some breaking news. I'm overcome with tremendous joy, even though many people <laughs> believe Giannis is the best player in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Many would still argue it's Kevin Durant. And the dude got swept with Kyrie Irving standing right next to him. So stop it with the Jokic for talk. About, for about 40% of the games, but yes. Stop it with mm-hmm. the Jokic talk because the supporting cast for the Nets is far better than what we are than what we have here in Denver. And if we're being completely honest, Boston is a really good team. A team. Right. Emphasis on that. But so are the Warriors. And at least the Nuggets got a win, didn't they? But now this is what I'm hearing, and this is so typical NBA where I, 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 I got to put this the right way because I don't want to come off as being insensitive, where, it be, where it's a player's league. How's that? Because there are a lot of different ways I could put it. I'll say it's a player's league because you know who's getting blamed for all this? Steve Nash. First year head, not a first year head coach, but a coach who came in with no experience, couldn't get the job done. Team got swept. No, that's not why they lost. They lost because they put together a bunch of superstars 
who, by the way, all wanted to play with each other. Mm-hmm. You threw it in Steve Nash's lap. Kyrie Irving missed over half the season. It was dysfunctional. Now, now you're going to throw it on Steve Nash? Give me a break. Give me a break. That team is run by Irving and Durant, and they got what they deserved, just like LeBron got what he deserved. Play basketball and don't try and be the GM. That's my answer. Mm-hmm. And by the way, do you hear what Kyrie Irving said today? He was basically the hinting. Earth, is he back to saying the earth is flat again? No, uh, he is not saying that. But what he is basically <laughs> saying, and I should look this up because I saw it today and I can't remember exactly where I saw it. Let me see if it is on this particular website. No, it is not. He said something like he's going to do his best to make sure the team stays together. Like he's talking as if he's the GM. I didn't find it. I, I just. I thought you were still looking for it. I, I could still look for this. Uh, maybe, maybe I will. Uh, maybe you want to look it up. Let's have that music again. Can we have that real quick? The uh, that music. Thank you. Um, okay, here we go. This is this is. Was it. it a quote where he talked about managing? Yes. Managing the franchise. Yes. <laughs> That's what he said. He said he talked about. Okay. I'm not sure. I want a guy who had a dalliance in flat earth here. theories managing anything beyond taking the garbage down the hall. Here's the quote. And this is why, okay, I'll say it. And don't take this racially, please. This is why the inmates are running the asylum. This is what Kyrie Irving said. When I say I'm here with Kev, I think that is really entailing us to be managing this franchise together alongside Joe, the owner, and Sean Marks, the GM, and just our group of family members that we have in our organization. Dude, shut up and play. That's your job. Or better yet, show up and play. You are not making decisions. He put himself in the same sentence as the owner. (laughs) One of the main reasons why they don't have a, didn't have a higher seat is because he chose not to play, and that's exactly how I'm going to phrase it. He chose not to get the vaccine, and that's fine. But then he also made it, that's the same as making a conscious decision not to play. Well, it's also, I mean, in the delicious irony of uh, it being the Celtics that swept his team out of the playoffs. Right. Kyrie Irving has done nothing in his career outside of having LeBron James on his team. And oh, if you remember, and this dates back more than a few years, mm-hmm. Kyrie Irving was critical of LeBron James. When they were together, <laughs> critical of him. And, and there are some things you can criticize LeBron James about. The yeah. team building aspect, certainly. Well, certainly now. But yeah. in 2016, uh, when he was taking Cleveland on its back to right. on his back to the city's only championship of any kind since 1964. Uh, I mean, Kyrie Irving has. A hell of an ego for somebody who, when he's been asked to be the alpha, hasn't been able to, to get the job done. He's not. Okay. And, just, and Kevin and Kevin Durant, talented as me, he may be. He's not an alpha. No. I mean, he he made goal, you know, goal, Golden State kind of went into super team territory when they brought him in, but the Warriors were already a championship team. That's right. When Durant walked through the door, and oh, by the way, they they have a good chance of being a championship team 
again right. with Steph Curry, who they drafted, and Clay, who they drafted. Draymond, and they, Poole. They drafted Poole. They traded for Andrew Wiggins. Right. I mean, that that's, that is a more traditional form of team building, and it looks like it's about to, there's a good chance that they put another trophy on their shelf. So now you look at the NBA playoffs, and they're starting to tighten up. The Suns are tied at two apiece suddenly. No Devin Booker, though. So yeah, it's just. I mean, it's worth. This the, is, I don't believe the Nuggets have Jamal Murray. Right, but I don't think the. Uh, or I don't PGA. think I don't. Think oh no, the, I'm not. I'm I don't not think the, for Suns, the Suns. I don't think I'm not crying for the Suns. I'm just saying that. Deal. The, the Sun. The Suns would not be in this predicament if they weren't without Devin Booker right now. The Suns would not be in the NBA Finals last year if it wasn't for injuries for a whole slew of guys works, uh, that uh, yeah. paved the way for. Them. Yeah, and, I am not. I have zero both empathy of, both for the Suns. Both of those are things true. I'm not saying. Zero. I'm not saying. I'm not trying to get empathy for them. Yeah. I'm pointing out yeah. why that series is tied. It's a reason, not an excuse. The reason why that series is tied is because right now the the Pelicans are able are able to control things on the perimeter against a Booker less Suns. Okay. So with all the playoff teams still in it, I said to you I was thrilled the Nets lost. Meaning specifically, they got swept. Yeah. There's a lot. Stephen A. Smith has said too many times to count. Kevin Durant's the best player on the planet. Well, he just got swept. So don't tell me about your knowledge of Jokic. Don't tell me what you think you know about Jokic because your boy just got swept. With that, I have one more team on my hit list that I want to see get knocked out of the playoffs. Mm. Do you have one team you'd like to see get knocked out? Because mm. I do. I don't have one team I'd like to see get knocked out. Oh, I do. I, Danny, I, you got I, I, one? I would like to see Milwaukee make another run, and they look... Not to say, who do you want to win? Yeah. And I said, who do you want to see get knocked I, out? I'm viewing things positively, not negatively. Well, this is not a positive. I want to see Golden State get knocked out. Well, that's the obvious pick. You know, but I've got nothing against the Warriors in terms of no, either do I. Uh, in terms of their organization and their culture and how they built that team. Okay, I'm going to change your mind right now. There is a team that you want to see get knocked out, Danny. There is a team you want to see get knocked out. Would you like to know who it is? I'm putting words in your mouth. The Sixers. No, it's not. The Sixers. I want to see Embiid go down in the first round. The so-called MVP. You're out too, pal. You couldn't get your team past the first round. Toronto's looked spunky the last couple of games. And they? Toronto is now loaded with talent. But they have Embiid and Maxi and Harden. Let's see those guys go down. Then don't then really don't talk to me about Jokic not being the MVP. That would be awesome to see Embiid and the Sixers go down. And oh, by the way, they're the higher seed. The Nuggets aren't the higher seed, and yes, they are missing Murray and Michael <laughs> Porter Jr. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of Schadenfreude there. Coming up after think, the break, I, I, you know what? If the Raptors don't take care of it, I think the Heat will. I hope so. No, I don't want to see them get out of the first round because no, I, because it, because then it's well. Embiid well, is, if they don't get out of the first round, they blew a three nothing lead. Right, that'd even be better. I mean, that's an all-timer. That's right. an all, -timer. all right, coming up after the break, we're going to talk a little bit about the draft, not necessarily the Broncos, but something that could happen in the first round of the draft that could reshape the NFL. Something that one of these teams that could be part of it, I don't think they should do. I don't even think they should touch it. 
and this could be a blockbuster move. That's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us at MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. At Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Low T99. Testosterone treatment made easy and affordable. For just $129 per month, they'll send you testosterone, supplies, and the price includes lab work. Go to lowt99.com. All right, uh, let's look at the draft this upcoming Thursday. There could be a trade on Thursday. There could be a trade on Friday, and that is for Baker Mayfield. The Seahawks should be interested in Baker Mayfield. You can make the case that his cap number is cost prohibitive at $18.5 million. I looked at the Seahawks' cap number, and uh, they have about $14 million left, mm-hmm. and they still need that money for rookies. Um, if you were the Seahawks, and I'm sorry, Drew Locke, lovers for saying this if you were the seahawks and you have drew Locke and geno smith as your quarterbacks would you trade for mayfield knowing that ohio state cj stroud and alabama's bryce young will likely be the top two quarterbacks taken in the draft do you think your roster is bad enough to guarantee you one of those top two picks that's a big question who's your quarterback that's what matters right now it's drew lock okay so do you think he's good for Six, seven wins? I think he's good for four or five. Okay. I think he's just good enough to keep them out of those bottom two picks. Okay. Well, especially, look, and we do criticize Pete Carroll, right? Right. Um, he likes to run the ball anyway. He's going he to take the ball He likes to run the ball, and they won't have a bad de- They may not have a great defense, but they won't have a bad defense. And in the NFC, yes, the NFC West is tough, but in the NFC as a whole, and with the home field advantage they have, I find it hard to envision them bottoming out and going like probably it would take three and fourteen to pick to have pick one or pick two. I have, right? a, I have a solution for that. I got to you got to get lucky. Tank? Well, no one's going to tank, right? But I, I think they're going to. The problem is, I think as as constructed right now, if they play straight up. They go they they go five and twelve or six and eleven. This is what I would do if I were them, and it's a gamble. I get yeah. it. What you're hoping for is if you were if you don't have one of the worst records in the league, mm-hmm. what you're hoping for is teams that do have the two worst records don't yeah. don't need a quarterback. So you're hoping, for example, Jacksonville has a bad record. Uh-huh. But uh huh. But. I think we can all agree that Jacksonville was probably they will probably be substantially better. No, than I, they I were understand last that. Year. The question is, who's going to be bad enough to possibly qualify? 
Houston would certainly be on anybody's list. And they will De- probably go quarterback. Detroit could be on anybody's list. And they would probably go quarterback, too. Okay. For starters, I don't know if I want to blow out my cap for Baker Mayfield on a one-year deal. What I, what I would do is this. I would take some of that draft capital that I have from the Broncos, and I trade for a first-rounder next year. Mm-hmm. And then if you're 5-11, and 11, you're sitting in the top 10 but you make a trade with a team that you know is going to stink, not necessarily one of the worst teams in the league, and then maybe you have a pair of top 10 picks. Yeah. And then if one of those teams doesn't need a quarterback, now you can move both of those picks to move up, and no one's going to have that type of capital. Problem solved. If the two worst teams don't need quarterbacks. You have to have a team that be desperate enough to do that. Um, like, for example... If it were up to Matt Rule in Carolina, I think they'd be desperate enough to make that kind of deal because they don't have a they they go I think uh, hundred some odd slots without a pick after pick six. They'd like to trade down, but there isn't like a there aren't a lot of options there. They'd like to pick up capital. Yeah. Um. That's the type of team that you might be able to if he said okay, well give us your your one next year for our one this year for number for pick nine. They might be enticed. Right. To make that, they might be desperate enough. But again, that's if Matt Rule was making the call. Scott Fitterer is the GM. I think if in Carolina, he's not on the hot seat in the way that Matt Rule is on the hot seat. Well, you're, I don't you, think you're they're going to make that deal. Okay, where where do the uh, Seahawks pick? They pick nine. They pick right. And what's their other pick? Um, I don't have that draft. I figure you of all people would know this off the top of your head. Uh, you know what? I'm not thinking about first round because the Broncos are out of the first round. Uh, but, oh, they, no, they don't have another first-round pick because it was part of the Jamal Adams trade. Oh, God, they're so stupid. That's why the Jets are sitting there with pick 10. So if the, if the Seahawks had not traded right. Jamal, Adam, for tr- Jamal Adams, they would have picks 9 and the 10. The problem is, if you trade your first-round pick this year, mm-hmm. you have sent up a flare for everybody to see what you're planning on doing. Right. You at and, least want to be somewhat subtle about it. I think the problem for Seattle is right now, if they can't make a trade like that, they're in a... They're in a little bit of a danger. You know what you do? You trade a pair of second-round picks for a first-rounder next year to Carolina. That would get the deal done, wouldn't it? Two second-rounders? Uh-huh, because you got them. It might. And that, I mean, Carolina's desperate for more draft capital this year. That's my point. Yeah. That's my point. And And by the way, they pick 40 and 41. Uh, so they're they're relatively early second round picks. Uh-huh. They're, in the first, they're in the first nine picks of round two. And they still have Sam Darnold yeah. as their quarterback. So you know they're not going to win a lot of games. The thing is, yeah, if they pull this off, great. The thing is, if Seattle doesn't pull this off, they're kind of in the danger zone where I think they have to think long and hard about Baker Mayfield. Because I think that right now their da- their danger zone means that they're not a great team, but uh, they're they're a mediocre they're they're a they're a low tier mediocre team. Right. They have five to seven wins. If nobody trades for him, he's and, going to Pittsburgh. Baker Mayfield will hitchhike or crawl to Pittsburgh. And the mixed Trubisky era will be yes. quite short because, look, Baker Mayfield in Pittsburgh just seems like a really good match of team, town, and player. No question. I mean, that's... And the, and the, honestly, I'd be rooting for... I would sort of be rooting for Baker in Pittsburgh. As would I. That'd be fun. Yeah. And, he, and imagine Cleveland Brown angst if Mayfield goes to Pittsburgh, becomes what people expected him to be, and basically spends the next 10 years 
you know, rubbing it in Cleveland's face because you know what? Cleveland does have a better quarterback right now, but the thing that Pittsburgh has and will continue to have that gives them an advantage, they are a much better organization in terms of management, right. football operations, coaching, the whole nine yards. What do we have coming up on Mountain High Appliance just in case you missed it? Rockies and Phillies just about to get started out in the city of brotherly love. A good start for Colorado last night. They weren't able to close it out, though. And J.R. Smith, could he be teaming up with his old teammate LeBron James once again? We'll talk about that next right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for a wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale, go to rmfp.com. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Greenfield's has everything under one roof, including the best happy hour in town. Two for one wine, well, and drafts from 3 until 7 p.m. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, the Rockies and Phillies just have gotten underway out in Philadelphia. Colorado lost last night 8-2 after leadoff home runs by Connor Joe in the first inning and Randall Gritchick in the second inning. They were unable to score after the second inning, unfortunately. Uh, the Phillies, no trouble scoring. They put up eight unanswered. Herman Marquez versus Zach Eflin, the pitching matchup tonight. Will we see more offense from the Rocks tonight in Philly? They better. They better do better than two runs. And you certainly hope Marquez, who in his last two starts hasn't been very good, finds a way to, you know, be better than he has been in his last two starts. You know, with the with the break on his breaking ball, that should help with a little bit more humidity. But we'll see. Yeah, I mean, Kyle Freeland got lit up last night, and uh, Marquez, he hasn't been good. He hasn't been good. Marquez has been inconsistent. Um, it's been good to see the Rockies, re- you know, be be promising in spurts, but you know, there are some things lurking beneath the surface here that have me concerned. Well, their starting About pitching whether, is supposed to be their strength. And it's been a weakness. Their top two guys right. haven't been good. And yeah, it's been nice that they've been able to do this offensively with Grichuk and, and Joe and, and Crone and with and with Chris Bryant not involved. But uh, I'm a little concerned about this, the sustainability of what the Rockies are doing. And the, and the Phillies, that's it. Like, the Rockies are probably better than they should be right now. And yep. the Phillies are probably, in terms of record, are worse than they should be right now. Eventually, this last night was maybe a sign of things normalizing a bit for both teams. Right. Just in case you missed it, congratulations to former Nugget J.R. Smith, 
who was named North Carolina A&T's Academic Athlete of the Year. Yep. He uh, finished out with a 4.0, and he's been playing on the golf team there at North Carolina A&T. LeBron James showed his former teammates some love and said he was proud of him, to which JR responded, quote, let me know if you still want to play college football. We still got time with four exclamation points. Hashtag it's never too late. Um, So in the spirit of that, of uh, LeBron James maybe teaming up with his old teammate to play college football, who are the top athletes you'd like to see follow J.R. Smith's example going to college and playing in a sport they have not played professionally? Wow. I think J.R., did, did he go to college? Yeah, he... He just didn't finish. He, uh... He, st- he... I think he signed a letter of intent with Louisville, but he never went. Listen, here's the thing about J.R. Good for him for getting a 4.0. That is an accomplishment. But as a basketball player, he's right up there as the greatest knuckleheads of all time. <laughs> Putting popcorn in Kenyon Martin's car. This guy's, this guy's the knucklehead of knuckleheads. At the very least, he's the vice president of the fraternity. Who's the president then? If he's the if he's if Jr. is the VP, I don't know. I'm sure there's somebody out there. Oh yeah, I mean, but I I was never a big fan of Jr. But I got to tell you, getting a 4.0 is difficult. Good for him. And by the way, his handicap is 3.8. Oh my bad, I forgot. Jr. Smith committed to play at North, North Carolina, but then he backed out. And not Jr. Reed. Jr. Yeah, Jr. Smith. Why do I think he was at Louisville? Maybe maybe as a Tar Heel fan, I tried to kind of. What block about Jr. Ryder? That he. Isaiah, don't call me Jr. Ryder. That's right. <laughs> a lot of Jrs. That is a. Uh, and the Broncos have Jr. Reed as a safe as a backup safety. That's R E E D. Right. Unfortunately, because of Jr. Reed, the former Tar Heel, former Charlotte Hornet, among other places, I see Jr. Reed, the Bronco, and I think Jr. Reed, R E I D, the basketball player. By the way, when I say he put popcorn in Kenyon Martin's car, I don't mean he dumped a bucket in there. I mean he filled it up. It took some effort. It took it's a some classic st- prank. Not with Kenyon Martin. You try cleaning that up. Not with Kenyon Martin. <laughs> so any pros you would like to see play in college? Um, in a different sport? I mean, in a different sport? Who would be good? Um, bum, bum, bum. I'll try and keep it local here. Uh, How about have hey, Drew Locke go back and play college basketball? That would work. He was a, good, he was a highly recruited uh, uh, guard. Nice, smooth shooting touch that, that he had. He yep. was actually on Gonzaga's radar back in the day. I'd like to see Will Barton just go to college. He did. No, I mean, go back. Oh, my God. <laughs> go get your degree. Work on that. And then hey, when, hit the, he hit the game clinching shot on Sunday. Then when you're Sunday. ready, come on back to whoever uh, team wants will, you. Will the thrill. Will the thrill, the perpetual punching bag. There's no, there's nothing thrilling about his game. Will the thrill was coined by somebody else, or did he, he coin it himself? Will the thrills, Will Clark? I know, but did did Will Barton say I'm Will the Thrill? Like kind of. Uh, there's nothing thrilling about like anything George, that he does. Kind of like George Costanza giving himself the name T Bone, right? On Seinfeld, right? You know, maybe. Uh, and as his coworkers give him the name Coco. Right. How about Russell Wilson going back to college and playing baseball? Well, he already played in the pros, though. I understand. You say he said going back to college, but I believe what Mace is saying is he would not be eligible. Right. That's the thing. How How about Peyton Manning going back to college and playing golf? 
He'd probably do well. I'm sure he would. Maybe maybe everyone who's in that foot that quarterback uh that, that quarterback golf, what are they calling it? The match, whatever. Yep. Yeah. The thing that I'm not gonna watch because I'd rather watch pro golfers play pro go- play, play play golf rather than quarterbacks play golf. Yeah. Yeah. That as uh as Howard Cosell once said, and I can't do the Howard Cosell. No interest whatsoever. Ever. All right, that was Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, you can walk in any store and you can try out the appliances before you buy them. When you make a purchase like that, listen, it's not going to be inexpensive. So you want to make sure you're making the right decision. Don't just walk into a big box store and say, this is what I want. Because let's be honest, the salespeople are not going to give you the same type of advice that you're going to get at Mountain High Appliance. You can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break. Are you excited to hear what we have coming up after the break? Yeah, we're going to talk about the Broncos, but we're not going to talk about practice. We're going to talk about where they might play in the future. And hopefully it's in Denver. But if they get done what I think might be done, they won't be leaving Denver for a long time. Right. That's next. Nice.